I am resigning as leader. There will be a great deal of agreement. There should be a new leader of that party and therefore a new prime minister. Breaking news. Comedian, broadcaster and author Dom Jolly has just been announced as the new prime minister of the United Kingdom. He's currently in high-level governmental meetings with his advisors, Matt Richardson and Lauren Bell-Cross, formulating his policies, strategy and other nonsense. Hello and welcome to I Am Prime Minister, the podcast that gives celebs and influencers the keys to number 10 and a chance to run the country. Dom Jolly, congratulations on your victory. How do you feel this morning after winning the election? It's a new dawn, Matt. Yeah? It really is. It's a new era. Look, I'm here to heal. <laughs> I'm here to... Just have a fucking party. Is I that what wait. you think? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm in a political party. Obviously. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so to help you through, uh, I'm going to be here to help you through, right. along with your new chief political advisor, Thank political you. expert, Lauren Bell-Cross. Let's get started. Okay. What is the name of your party? Uh, I, 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 I'm sort of confused about it, because I'm, I'm, I'm going to change it a lot, but actually that's the point of my party. Okay. It's sort of, I don't know anything party. Because, right. No, I'm not certain party. Well, that's perfect, the fact that, you've had to change it that's to the I'm, I'm not it. certain. But that is genuinely my point, because I think one of our big problems in politics, and it's, I think, why I've been swept into number 10, is that <laughs> not only is the idea that you change your mind, the idea that you think you might not know something, the idea that maybe everything you think and say isn't absolutely bang on, seems like an insane thing to say, but that's... I want a politician, and that's why I'm here, who will say, you know what, I don't know about that, I'll look into it. Or, do you know what, the facts have changed, I might change my mind. I want someone that says, I don't know, I'm just going to try and do the best as the facts go. Because we live in a polarised society online where you're either one side or the other. James O'Brien from LBC uh, calls it the footballification of life. And that's what it is. We've just got into our tribes now, and whatever our tribes do... We agree with that, and we tell the other side to piss off. Can we swear on this? Of yes, yeah, you can. of course you I'm can. Fuck you, do whatever you like. Fuck yes. And, uh, and that's where we are. So I'm, I'm like, it's a kind of very unsexy, nuanced view, which is basically, you know what? Like, there's things I like, there's things I don't, and they're not necessarily from the same side. When did this start, do you think? Yesterday. You, what you mean? No, no. I mean the footballification of parties. Oh, I see. Well, when sorry, did that I thought you start? meant my views. No, no. To get sorry. In, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> very Tomorrow. flexible. Yes, I'm really flexible. Um, uh, when did it start? I think it really started. Like, if I had to pinpoint an actual moment, Kellyanne Conway, who was one of President ugh, Donald Trump's spokespeople, and she used the term uh, "alternative facts." Yeah. And I think that was the moment. When we jumped from, okay, you've got people that are lying and they maybe don't get proven or whatever, but you, you jump from that to a moment where you actually had multiverses of truth. You know, you literally have one truth and another. As an example, Gaza, there was a moment, I'm not going to get into Gaza because trust me, that is not the no, way for, no, yeah. for normality, but there was a moment where a hospital got bombed in Gaza. One side claimed the Israelis bombed it, the other side claimed it was a missile that went wrong from Hamas. Nothing, in the old days, someone would have got to the bottom of that and they would have decided what the truth is. Nothing like that happened. It's just one side had their truth, the other side had their truth, and both sides seem to exist happily in that truth. And, and that's, I think, a massive problem. Absolutely, I totally agree. Another thing, obviously, you uh, you went uh, viral um, uh, a little while ago. Did I? Um, yeah, well, uh, sort of uh, standing up to a man from a think tank. 
Mm. So a think tank's going to be banned in your government? Well, f- uh, the word think tank, for a start. <laughs> I mean, it's not a tank and they don't think. I mean, no, it's, uh, it should be called Tufton, Tufton Bufton or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I just don't understand what think tanks are. I, don't understand, I do understand what think tanks are. They're basically people that can promote, they're paid by uh, rich people that want to sway policy. And they're a way of kind of testing out policies and looking like you're radical and I, I just don't understand I, I get the whole concept they're supposedly there to think about the unthinkable and then propose them and then in the end they become policy maybe you know rationed down a little bit but what irritates me is that people from these think tanks are put onto question time over and over again and on LBC where I was talking to one of them and they're just introduced as journalists or broadcasters or tax experts and they're no more any of those than I am yeah and I know I'm not so I mean I'm your prime minister so things will change I will rapidly (laughs) get up to speed but these people are just paid shills and I hate that word because shills is the word that you know conspiracists throw at me apparently I'm in the pay of Bill Gates because I wrote a book about the conspiracy tourist early plug from your new prime minister about his new book but no, they're, they're just awful people and should be drummed out of society. And yeah, are you in the pay of Bill Gates? Am I? Yeah. If I was, I wish I bloody was. And, and I, I've been accused <laughs> of it so much. And all I'm saying is, please, can someone send me the address where to invoice? What happened to the Bilderberg Group, I wonder? They've sort of gone out of vogue with the conspiracists. Uh, everyone talks about the World Economic Forum now, not the Bilderberg Group. Do you know why? The, well, the Bilderberg Group's interesting because it's a bit like the Bohemian Grove. Are you familiar oh, with yeah, Bohemian yeah. Grove? Both Bohemian Grove, which, you know, I don't know if you know, but it's it's a... It's basically a kind of scout camp for billionaires. politicos, billionaires in Northern California. And it's where John Ronson once broke into. And there's nothing really sinister going on. It's just rich people behaving like twats. It's a bit like so the for Republicans. It, it is that, except they do burn a large wooden owl, which I have to say is quite a weird thing. But the weirdest thing about that is John Ronson slipped in and his researcher at the time was a certain Alex Jones, who was no. then going to become really? InfoWars. And a young Alex Jones looked at this burning owl surrounded by billionaires and and honestly that kicked off a lot of kind of info wars and weird stuff that so I blame John Ronson. John Ronson <laughs> is entirely yeah. at fault for Donald yeah. Trump. But the but the Bilderberg I think its main problem is the name. Yeah. It just sounds like a Nazi summer camp, doesn't it? Again, so <laughs> it's not a great thing. It's like Davos. Sounds like, you know, the baddie from Doctor Who or whatever. So I don't know. I don't know anything, but I'm your prime minister, so trust me. Absolutely. And now, as, as I, am I actually prime minister? You're now? prime minister yeah. now, right yeah, yeah. now. This is the, Can I the fire mo- everyone. The morning after the <laughs> this is the morning after the election. We morning are... after the night before, and what a night it was. Let me tell you, listeners. <laughs> now, uh, because you're prime minister, we'd yeah. like you to invite. Uh, we'd like to invite you to start a new ministerial department of anything you want. So this is pre-reshuffle or re-anything. It's, you can it's, just. It's gonna... actually. I'm gonna. You know, it's like someone just coming in and saying. Do we need a foreign secretary? Yeah, basically. Like, yeah, but the foreign secretary is Boris Johnson. As I said, do we need <laughs> a foreign secretary? So this is totally out of your head. A so new a department. brand new one. And we will make one it those, work. Okay. We'll, well, then I would like a ministry for conspiracies. Right. Well, you seem to be like an expert on it now because I'm you not wrote an this, expert. I but wrote, you know uh, a lot more than most. Well, I wrote a book, again, as, a, as, as your prime minister. It feels wrong to plug my book, but all of the others have, so I will. So I have written this book called The Conspiracy Tourist. But firstly, can I just say... The title, 
gives it away. Sorry, that's my phone going off, but it's just there's so much excitement about me You're being prime made minister. prime minister. You need to be. People are asking me all sorts of favors. That's Bill Gates actually saying, <laughs> saying, <laughs> saying, can he come and see me? At Bill o'clock? Gates on your Apple Watch. Which that is, must sting. It does sting. It's a little exciting. He's having words about it. Right? Just a syntax error. But um, no, the name of my book is Conspiracy Tourist, and and I, there was a reason for that. Is that I'm not an expert. I was just someone that finds that whole area. We were talking about Kellyanne Conway, and I genuinely, my, the book is funny, and it's it's a weird look at a weird subject, but I do genuinely think conspiracies is a serious thing. In the old days, not even way that far back, conspiracies were fun. Bigfoot, did we land on the moon? Is Elvis still alive working in a chip shop? They were kind of wackos, and it was funny, and it was weird. Suddenly, and sort of since the Kellyanne Conway thing, but 9-11, I think, was the big kicker for it. Mm. Uh, a lot of people... A bit like the Kennedy assassination was the very first conspiracy wave. 9-11 kicked off a lot more because 9-11 was immediately followed by the Iraq war and all that stuff. There's a mistrust in government. There was a shock at this massive thing that happens to you. And the one thing that happens with conspiracies, as humans, we don't like chaos. We're very ordered people. You know, we don't like chaos. We want order to stuff. And the one thing that we like about conspiracies in general is that they bring a sort of logic, some sort of order to chaos. So they're very appealing to people when the economy's down, when people feel dispossessed. Not only that, but it kind of, if you are, and more and more people, I think, feel dispossessed, a bit lost, a bit thrown on the wayside. And and having this kind of secret knowledge gives you a feeling of power of like insider I stuff. know better than you do. Yeah, sort of. And I totally you understand You don't understand that. what's going on. So would yeah, this be a department that, are we going to disprove conspiracy theories with this department? Or is it to get it back to some fun ones? I'm afraid it's none of those. Oh, what no. I really wanted, because because I started the book, The Conspiracy Tourist, by <laughs> uh, wanting to kind of denigrate people that believed in conspiracies. I genuinely, I thought they were a bit thick, I have to mm. be honest. I'd had a lot of arguments online. Having now kind of gone around the world and met a lot of them, I... I and again, I'm going to bring up James O'Brien. I, I've got more compassion for the conned, uh, d- disdain for the con men. I think there's a big difference between the grifters and the conspiracists. And I set up a fake conspiracy uh, sort of believer Instagram page. And I followed the usual suspects, David Icke, Wright said Fred. Yes, I'm afraid so. Really? Oh, yeah. do you not know about Wright no. said Fred? Okay, we're going to come back to that. Hold that okay. thought. But, um, and, and honestly... If you looked at my real Instagram page and my fake Instagram page, we are in multiverses. Because once the algorithm senses you're interested in that, you get sent this stuff, and it's so easy to go down that rabbit hole. I now realise why people go down that rabbit hole, and it is a really, really tricky problem. So, unfortunately, I can't solve that, because working for Bill Gates, I'm not allowed to. (laughs) Yeah, I can't do that. But my theory is I want to set up a... (laughs) <laughs> I want to set up a, a, a department for conspiracies, a, mi- a ministry for conspiracies, and I want to hire all the people that I think do a lot of damage, people that I actually don't think even believe in the conspiracies deep down, Yes, who are just doing it because they've realised they're on a grift. Mark Dolan, I'm afraid, will not make the cut. <laughs> Too stupid. But I will put right, I will put right said Fred in, yep. David Icke, yep. Katie Hopkins. Russell Brand. Um, Russell Brand, 100%, um, Alex Jones, all these kind of grifters that are making their money out of this kind of stuff. See, Katie Hopkins is an interesting one because I have done a sh- I've done, I've worked with Katie Hopkins pre really? kind of right wing nut job stuff. More then um, I am going to strip you of your passport tomorrow okay. morning. Uh, we did, uh, we did Big, Bro- Big Brother's bit on the side together. Did so you it wasn't really? my choice. Okay, well, that's um, interesting. And uh, she was f- delightful. 
Isn't that interesting? Because I would say... And it was say, all very much like, oh, I've got, to, I've got to make my notes and work out what I'm yes, going to say to be but, a bitch. But can I, can I be honest? I think that makes it worse. Yes, because 100%. a lot of people say this, and I have met several people, one of which you work for, political expert, but I'm not going to bring her up. But uh, people who actually, when you meet them, are, you know, nice, fine, good to chat to. And that makes it, to me, even more pernicious that they then go off, spout these really awful views that that make vulnerable people more vulnerable, that they're grifting off people. Yeah. I think that's wrong. It yeah, really well, is. you look at the January 6th stuff at Fox News. You know, they all knew. Well, we all knew they knew. And it's well, just I did, yeah. madness. It's, of course, it's not madness. It's, it's cold-hearted, believe- calculated capitalism. And that's fine. They want to make their money. But it's just what I find extraordinary. We're in this state now where people in America are voting for... I can understand why people are dispossessed politically. I can understand why they feel alienated from politics. But you got to a state where people in West Virginia, coal miners in West Virginia, who can barely hold on to their last tooth, are basically voting for Donald Trump to get rid of the elite. People in England are voting for... for, Well, they're not voting, luckily, but are, (laughs) are, 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 are supporting Nigel Farage as somehow railing against the elite. These people are the fucking elites. Yeah. I mean, this is what's insane. Nigel Farage can work in the department as well, actually. He's a grifter. Can I get back to the department? Because my cunning plan is I'm going to set up this department and I'm going to tell them, hoping they'll buy into it, that because they're such an important conspiracy department with a lot of people trying to get at them, we're going to put it somewhere isolated. It's going to be a secret department. Maybe on an isolated Hebridean island, something like that, (laughs) where we can get them really so they can't be hacked into by the evil Or better, even more underground, so we can call it the very deep state department. Do you know what? I like that. I like that very much. Okay, yes, so what we'll do is we're going to go on to the most extreme island, obscure island we can find, and then we're going to dig down. So we'll be on a very, very deep state on an island away from the mainland of normality, and we're going to say to them, right, get to work. We need to know everything about your thoughts and stuff, and then literally we're just going to cut off all access to the island. No electric, no internet. It was my feeling with Big Brother early on. I just thought... Two things you can do with Big Brother. You either wander up, and when no one's looking, you hurl over ten tabs of LSD and a handgun, then you've got a show. (laughs) Or or you just turn off all the cameras, you don't film them at all, and finally when they break out out of hunger and, 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 and thirst, you've put up posters in Chinese, and you just have Chinese guards with AK-47s, and they think something terrible's happened. Basically, I want to isolate them. Yep. I, I want to COVID them. Yep. So let's just put them there, get them to work, and then maybe in 100 years, uh, maybe we can send Mark Dolan in to do an interesting show on what they've all been up to. <laughs> How's that? Sounds fantastic. Good. Okay, I think we can make that happen. Yeah. I'm going to ask My you. My phone's Lord. going crazy. Um, I'm going to ask I've you. I've never Lord. had so many messages since I've really? been prime minister. What? Yeah. Are you being cancelled right now? Or no, something? I think I just I just did a runner from Pizza Express, and I think I left my address, which is a bit of a problem. But anyway, we'll get there. Um, that's all right. It's easy to find, isn't it? Ten Downing Street. Yes, that's right. Very easy. That's where I am right now. <laughs> uh, Lauren, has uh, has any government had a conspiracy department before? Is this mm. a common thing? They have. Well, there's been a big declassification of a lot of UFO files really? recently. Really? Yeah, which uh, NASA it, sort of declassified. Did you US get into that when, when well, you were doing it, research it, for your it's, book? It's one of the things I'm asked the most is like, oh, you know, if you've been looking at conspiracies, what conspir- was there any conspiracy that you felt had a hint of truth about it? And interestingly, there's two. One is, weirdly, COVID. I, uh, uh, the, the idea 
that you know much as I hate this this cult of anti-covid and maskers and stuff but the idea that covid started in a wet market from a bat something like 100 metres from the largest laboratory dealing with coronaviruses in China seems just so improbable. And it seems so likely that there was some sort of leak from the lab, not Mm. on purpose. And then the Chinese government hushed it up. The problem was that Donald Trump immediately launched in with his kung flu racist stuff. And because we live in this footballified world, you either think, well, I'm either with Trump or I'm not. And so I decided, well, fuck you, Trump. I'm yeah, not. Yeah. So I think Excuse that has me. some truth. But the UFO but. thing is really interesting because actually there has there was a big New York Times article uh, front page saying that the Pentagon, I think, yeah. did, had set up a department to look into UFOs. They're now called UAPs, actually, not mm-hmm. UFOs. But the point is, there's there's no question that there's a lot of not nutters, not, you know, because my point is like, really, if aliens are landing on this earth, why are they spending so much time anally probing toothless rednecks? Why are they not just landing outside the and why not the, you? the United Nations or talking to me? But there's a difference between UFOs or UAPs and little grey men. There's, there's definitely weird stuff flying around we don't know about. Yeah. But there's a big jump from that to, you know, little green men. And I don't know what, what I think, your... So it's not also the only time that the US government has sort of leaned into conspiracism. So the US uh, search and rescue Coast Guard actually has a flash on their uniform, some of them, of Elvis with the slogan, if he's out there, we'll find him. Oh, but that's funny. Though. It's that's, funny, yeah, but it's yeah. also, you can see like them embracing it and leaning into it. Yes, even but in a sort of funny way, if you, were a conspir- we if you were a conspiracist, and I've hung out with these people, they would see that as a false flag. Ah, Really? Which is the thing I hate, which is like them saying almost making saying oh we're open to it but making something so clearly ridiculous that it makes you feel ridiculous and that's what ufos were about you know it became if you're a serious scientist looking into ufos you were kind of laughed at by the scientific community now part of me feels rightly so but there's a part of me thinking well actually this is a thing that has been documented so much by people there should be space for people to. We look should into be that. having a look at it. We should be at having the very, a very, at the very a, least, a little look at it. Yeah. And also, there are occasions where we have to say, like, this is where the grain of truth in the conspiracy comes from, where they have been right. So, like, for example, I know a lot of conspiracies like to cite the Tuskegee experiments, which are a pretty horrific case of what was happening in America to sort of you know experimentations on people. Yeah, but but that's interesting because then you have the definition of what is a conspiracy because you can have malpractice or bad behaviour mm. by governments. You can have governments, frankly just keeping secrets, which is what governments do. There's a difference between that. We're all conspiratorial. We're being a bit conspiratorial here against Mark Dolan, and I think that's (laughs) fine. But but that's just life, isn't it? You know, we're just normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. T- yeah. yeah I, Are you I a friend of Mark Dolan's? Because you're not anymore. That, that sounds like a euphemism for being right wing. No, you- <laughs> <laughs> that, that should be the, that should be the new thing. Are you a friend of Dolan? <laughs> I'm going to use that. Now. Yeah. That's really nice. <laughs> Let's crack on with our next department. We're going to go and have a look at culture, media, and sport. Mm. Now, what are your views on this? What's wrong at the moment with culture, media and sport that you're going to change in your administration? Well, firstly, that media has no culture. Sport has no culture. Media's not interested in sport. I mean, the whole concept of a department... They should be split up, really. Yeah, very much so. I mean, the idea... I mean, it's just... I was looking at the Sports Personality of the Year Award, which just happened. I've misunderstood that, I've realised, for a very long time. Really? Well, I, I genuinely thought Sports Personality of the Year meant... 
who's been the most entertaining yes you know like who's been the funniest on talk shows it's not about that no. is it at all look you spent uh, the last sort of 20 or 30 years working in Doing culture fuckle. media uh, and, yes yeah uh, nor i don't know about sport but culture yeah. and media um, and i play a lot of tennis you played a lot of tennis. You're good at tennis. I'm, I'm actually very good at tennis. Are you? Surprise, surprise people that the two sports, if I had to call myself to, would be probably the two most unlikely. Go on. High jump and, <laughs> and tennis. Now, I have to admit, it's been 15 years since I last jumped the high. Yeah. Uh, but I was school high jump champion. Were you? And I once, I once, I once jumped 1 metre 92, which is yeah. fucking high. That's really high. But I, let me tell you why I love high jump. Just... There's no practice. Just once a year, I'd be called to the high jump thing, and it seemed to me you could either do it or you couldn't. Yeah. And it just, I, I, I was into the Fosbury flop, and rather really? than the scissors or the straddle, and I would just look and I'd just jump it and think, and I either did it or I didn't, and then I just that was it. It just seems to me a fantastic sport because it just it's sort of all on chance, really. But that, I'm not even massively it. tall, and normally it's like the one <laughs> thing that massively tall people who don't want to play basketball can't do. But I just could do it. So again, I'm going to have a department for. For uh, retired high jumpers. Retired high jumpers. Why not? Yeah. Well, maybe we can make high jump the national sport. I had the weirdest thing once, actually. And again, this is off off cabinet chat. But I, in one of the many <laughs> lows... taking the minutes, drones. In one of the... Yes, please. In one of the many lows of my career, I, I went to Argentina uh, to do Total Wipeout. Now, in my defence, I was writing a book where I wanted to go through Patagonia and get to Antarctica... And I got the offer to do Total Wipeout, which is, I don't know if you know... I do. ...held in Argentina. Mm. And there's a reason for that when you get there, because there's no there's no health insurance there. They just... There's no health and safety. They can just do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. And they've bought a <laughs> spot of land outside Buenos Aires, and they just fire in German Total Wipeout, my Total Wipeout, all that stuff. And I remember getting there, and there was an ambulance there. I was going, really, is that necessary? And then about... Nine minutes later, I was taken off in an ambulance. I'd fractured my metatarsal. In, in, this Ooh, is all shit. getting off off off, no, so, but... off off tangent. But when you do Total Wipeout, it gave me an idea for a film I haven't written yet, but it's about a group of random D-list celebs who are sent off to a South American country to do a show. And when they land, a revolution happens and they have to use their various <laughs> terrible skills to break their way out of it. And I say this because when I did Total Wipeout and we were flying to Buenos Aires... On the plane was a, a rapper, a rapperess, a rapette called Lady Sovereign. Yeah. Who got, Is that who you did so to no, well, one of them, but she got so drunk and was so nervous about flying that she had total of air rage. Was We nearly had to land the plane. Oh, my God. But also, yeah. there was just the most weirdest random, the Razor Ruddock. Again, I'm yeah, running to, Razor running to football. <laughs> Razor Ruddock was a magnificent man. Was, was on it. it was just the weirdest bunch. It's why I like these reality shows. So I might have a ministry for weird reality shows as well, because it's the only time you truly meet a random assortment of people. Have you done many of those? Oh, too many. Yes. Yeah, you know I've done, I do, you yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've done I'm a Celeb. I've done Hunted. I've done The Island with Bear Grylls. Uh, I did a thing called... I can't remember what it's called, because it's such a panic room in my mind, but it's called something like Dancing Live in Front of the Nation, where I agreed... To do it was Comet Relief's dance off or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, the whole joke was they said, Would you do it? And I said, No way, I'm a goth, I don't dance. And I suddenly had this brilliant idea. I thought, Fuck, I will do MC Hammer, <laughs> you know, can't touch this. And the whole joke will be the curtains will go back and I'll be wearing, do you remember the video? You're yeah, probably the too pants, young. Yeah. I, I'll be wearing pants so ludicrously big that I literally won't be able to move. And that's the joke. I yeah. won't be able to dance and it'll be funny. So I explained this to the BBC costumier. She says, that's brilliant. I go, excellent. And as usual, and this is an important thing now I'm Prime Minister, 
pay attention to detail. Don't let someone else do it. Because I rang her up and she said, I've got them. They're amazing. They're just ludicrous. And then I got there on the day where I was going to be live in front of the nation. And she produced these pants and they were... They were baggy, but I mean, no. I mean, I'm wearing combat trousers now. They were no more than twice the size. I wanted things that looked like hot air balloons. Yeah. And she goes, they're ridiculous, aren't they? And I just went, you've just fucked me live. And and indeed, I don't want you to go to YouTube now and look it up, but it's one of the worst Maybe moments. Maybe we should censor that video. It's one of the worst moments in history because it literally, it, <laughs> I'd not done any training, anything, because all I thought was they're going, now dancing live in front of the nation, Dom Jolly does can't touch this. It was going to open and I was going to be stumbling in these balloon pants. Actually, it was just me wearing a weird pair of trousers, not able to dance. It was <laughs> would, would it be to sort of, rather than ban the internet, we don't want to use that, but we could yeah. maybe use it as uh, enhanced interrogation techniques. Or you have that on repeat for detainees and get information out yeah. of them. Would that work? You mean what showing my... my yeah. I think that would absolutely work. Okay, yes. cool. Or yeah. this, this podcast as well, yeah. if, if that doesn't finish them off. Um, well, look, I th uh, yeah, look, I think this is uh, going to I didn't do... realise how much fun being Prime Minister was. Are you enjoying Everyone, it? Well, I, I am. Drunk I'm on Prime the power. Well, everyone, I'm, I'm having big everyone's just nodding and laughing at what I'm yeah. saying I know you'll all slag me off when we leave cabinet but at the moment it's brilliant <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to slag you off I'm going to brief the telegraph though someone in the background just went no thinking I actually meant this that I thought I was prime minister it's fantastic <laughs> So She's culture, a, media and sport, look, what I'm trying to grab here is um, more reality shows. Uh, there needs to be more on television. Is this kind of the kind of policy we're going for? Or I'm very big them? on more on television, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, more, uh, yeah, anything you can be booked for is... Why, no, no, maybe we should, more on television. Oh, more on, OK. Yeah, that's what I want. I want more on television. I want a more on channel. Well, maybe, look, I think now that you've got... i tell you what I would ban straight away. If I was, if I was Minister for Culture... Well, I'm not, I'm Prime Minister, but if I gave it to someone, I'd obviously... Unfortunately, I, I, the the dream pick has gone now. Nadine Doris, yeah. that's someone I'd love to have been on, but she's she's gone on to much better things. Amazing writer. So I'd have to put someone else in that position. But if they did, I would say you've got the job, but you have to do a couple of things. Yeah, obviously, we're comedians. Whatever level, you have to say this. Ban Mrs. Brown's boys. I've never even watched it, but I just know that we don't like it and, <laughs> and that we're not supposed to like it. And I don't understand why, because apparently it's men dressing as women, so therefore if we were woke comedians, we should like it. So I'm very confused about that. Well, but it's thing. men dressing as women, but they're not intending to live as women. That's the issue there. So they're masquerading yeah, as men dressing well, as women? But then also, drag, Are they race, women? drag race is massive. What's that? Uh, oh, I drag, love that. Yeah, Cars, drag, I did that once. No, no, the, well, you know, the, like drag art. Yeah, I mean, of course he knows. He's fucking with me. I'm not uh, Fucking with you, I'm your prime minister. Yes, sir. Yes. Um, uh, you yeah. mean RuPaul? RuPaul's drag race is big. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, I have. If you want to go and drag race, you go do that. If you want to watch drag race, you go do that. Personally speaking, I find it dull as ditch water, but I'm not going to ban it. No, no, just no. just Mrs. Brown's boys. Well, I don't know. I, that's something I would have to discuss in cabinet. Yeah, yeah, I would ban. Let's just lay it out here. Ben Fogel. <laughs> I don't know why. Just too anodyne. Uh, Mark Dolan, but we've been through that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to get cancelled. This is it, isn't it? This is look, the moment I, think I get cancelled. Just going cancelled. for Mark Dolan won't get you cancelled. No, no, not that. But I think the full gamut of my. No. Oh, look, someone's a... calling me. Sorry, it's. It's all right. Oh my god, it's um, Joe Biden. Sorry, one sec. It's Joe no Biden. Worries. Well, just you know, hello. Oh, sorry. Yes, uh, can I ring you back? Because I'm right in the middle of something. Are you ready though? All right, I'll be in tomorrow. Thank you. Bye.
Sorry, that was a terrible mistake. I thought that was Joe Biden. Oh, was ringing, it not? No, it was Cotswold Framing ringing me up <laughs> to tell me that my uh, framed cure poster is ready. Amazing. Because I want that up in the cabinet room. Yep, I think definitely. Robert Smith can have a job. Okay, this, what a fucking link. Because my foreign, my, my, uh, no, which one is it going to be? Foreign or home. Uh, home Secretary is going to be Robert Smith. Okay, so let's Cure. talk about the Home Office then. What would you do in the Home Office? Robert Smith is yes, Home Secretary. I feel Robert Why? Smith is a very underrated national figure. Firstly, he's an outsider. Yeah. yeah he's a goth. And I think uh, you need an outsider to be Home Secretary. I want someone decent. And Robert Smith, who I both know and have met on several occasions and was my hero when I was a kid, did not disappoint. He's the only hero I've ever met who didn't disappoint. He keeps a level of, just to let you know that, He's still Robert Smith. Yeah, of course. But oh my God, is he a decent human being. He did an amazing thing recently, just probably not in the home, more the culture, media and sport thing. Yeah. But where he tried to take on ticket touts and he tried Great. to wipe out the, the surcharge and these people that just buy vast amounts and then sell them on. He's done amazingly good stuff. But also, he's just a really genuinely decent human being. He seems to stand. He's vaguely anti-royalty. He's seems to just be on the on the good side. He's a... Well, he's he's the one that gave me the expression Ronnie Barker and Ronnie Corbett. Really? I won't tell you which is which, but he's on. Well, he's the good one. And apart from anything else, whenever he tweets or sends you an email, he does it in bold capitals. I've no idea why, but it gives him gravitas. Yeah, and I that's think what he's I want to know. The cure. He's allowed to talk. That's what I want to know. Just... And let's face it: what does the Home Office need? It needs a cure. Oh, lovely! There we go. Oh. No, love cats, but there you go. Yeah, but also with with Robert Smith, are we going? He's going to keep. He's going to stay a goth. We're not going to shove him in a suit, are we? You don't stay a goth. You don't, you don't. You don't stop being a goth. How long have you been a goth for then? Well, I first became a goth when I was nineteen. I can't remember how it happened. That's quite late in goth terms, though, isn't it? No, I think it was the first time I, I realised because I'm older than you. It was the first time the term goth was heard because actually a lot of early goths didn't realize they were goths because right. it's very the the birth of goth is 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 hidden in time but i think it's basically a lot of people put it down to when when bauhaus recorded bella lugosi's dead that was probably the first yeah. goth record and essentially punk was a kind of angry scream but a sort of nihilistic scream and then when punk split up Punk kind of went in tr different ways. It went to people that were becoming new romantics. It went into this weird hybrid thing of post-punk, uh, alt-rock, and then it went into what we now know as goths. And I describe goths as sort of punks who are outsiders, dispossessed, angry, but actually were in touch with their sensitivities. So they were basically punks in therapy. Punks That's in therapy. Yeah. Have, there ever, have there ever been any goths that become politicians before? Oh, that's interesting. That is a Do very I know good question. That? Andrew Yang was go, who oh, was please. a former candidate. He was America's ex-goth. But chance. more disturbingly, and this sort of goes into yeah. your conspiracy thing, I found a page which is quite disturbing. Goths for Trump. Oh, no. Goths for Trump. You see a logical leap Because I'm that. doing a thing about goths, and uh, I'm doing a show uh, on Radio 4 about goths, because basically I, don't, I was a goth and didn't know what it was about. And I've, I've heard of boutique goths and chic goths, but... Goths for Trump. That's Republican Apparently goths. it says here sort of they're drawn to Trump's fuck you attitude. His no, that's not what a goth is. That, that is so not goth. I'll and tell you, there's an interesting politician in America called Beto O'Rourke. Yes. Yeah. And, Beto, yeah, and he's a more, he's sort of black flag and punk, but not a goth. Now, goths would absolutely, my whole new show on Radio 4 is, is goth or not, essentially. Yeah. And I can tell you 100%. 
Donald Trump, not a goth. Well, Didn't, especially because yeah. he wants to be orange rather than white. Well, yeah, <laughs> and, or, and an orange goth is, 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 is <laughs> oh like God, a they terrible even thing. Send, sending, selling hats with the same Make America Goth again, which... You see, I like that. That's funny. <laughs> I just went to the Whitby Goth Weekender, which I don't know if you've been to Whitby. I have. Uh, it is absolutely fantastic. It's twice a year because uh, Bram Stoker... Uh, wrote about he was stranded in Whitby and, and wrote about Dracula uh, and the Whitby Abbey which is kind of quite gothic uh, and so that became a gothic feature and then for some reason someone set up a goth festival once a year and it's now twice a year weekenders it's become so popular when I went there it was quite extraordinary it was like the town had been sort of overtaken by zombies but instead of zombies it was goths and steampunks and the normals were really in the minority. But what's funny is so many goths go there so often now that a lot of them have thought, well, I'm going to retire here. So Whitby is becoming the world's first goth <laughs> retirement city. And that, as part of my government, it'll get a hearty... Uh, injection of cash. Injection of cash, yes. Lovely. Special protected status as I well think to so. encourage all the goths. An area yeah. of outstanding natural beauty. Yes, so if I do rebuild HS2, I'll make sure it goes nowhere near there. Lovely. Because goths like slow trains to nowhere. <laughs> Right, okay. Let's look at the... We looked at the Home Office then uh, with some lovely Gothic yeah. uh, influences. Let's go to the Foreign Office. Excellent. And for me, this is my absolute first appointment on the first day, and it is my Labrador Fitzgerald. Your Labrador Fitzgerald yeah. is uh, Foreign Secretary? Yes. Firstly, he's black, okay. which is just ticks all boxes. Uh, but he's a black Labrador, and he's absolutely fantastic. He's the sweetest dog in the world. He's a little bit of an alpha dog. He's not a stick chaser. He's a sort of aesthete, if you like. He's a okay. thinker. But more importantly, it just seems to me it's the best way to conduct foreign diplomacy. Let's forget that Hitler likes dogs. Like dogs, because <laughs> this is completely ruining my thesis. But if we forget that, it seems to me that you just... Fitzgerald sets off on, on the jet. He goes to the country, wherever yep. he's visiting. And if his, his opposite's number immediately like goes, oh my God, I love dogs, gives him a bit of a cuddle and they all get on and throws a stick for him, Fitzgerald will not throw this, will not get the but stick. But he'll appreciate what they're trying appreciate to do. Appreciate what he's trying to do. They just get on as that. Yep. Then we'll think that's absolutely brilliant. We are, we're going to be friends. If he turns up and the person turns out to be dog phobic, not into dogs, not interested in having high level diplomatic negotiations with a dog, then we invade that country. And that's the way it's going to go. Like there's no in-between, that we have a yeah. friends or well, an invasion. Well, there's no in-betweens, and both are Germans, weirdly, because not only did Hitler <laughs> really love dogs, but weirdly, Angela Merkel, I would say, one of, the, one of the most successful and, and really very credible leaders, hated dogs. It's so much so a, that Putin yeah. brought a dog, his dog, into his first meeting with her to freak her out. Wow. Yeah. I don't know where Putin stands on dogs, but I've no, invaded well, him anyway. He, he is pro-animal because there is yes. a very sort of famous clip of, I think it's the president of Chad, Tajikistan or Turkmenistan, yeah. picking up a dog violently, and the dog's visibly sort of yeah. discomfited by this. And then Putin has to go to the president. Yeah, because really he's holding it by the scruff and Putin goes the, and takes the dog gently. There's also a beautiful photograph of uh, Putin topless with sagging breasts on top of a horse yeah. going yeah. through the Kyrgyzstani mountains. I don't know where that leaves us, but I just love it as well, a poster. I, yeah. I think as well, you know... My phone is going crazy. I don't know what's going on. My worry with appointing the dog as yes. foreign secretary is I do worry that the Russians will respond in kind and appoint an XL bully yeah, uh, to yeah, diplomatic summits. That's going to be tricky. And The XL bully I was going to suggest as our defence minister, Ooh, but okay. yeah, you jumped yeah. ahead there, yeah. yeah well, yeah. or children's minister. 
Possibly, yeah. yes, possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That'd yeah. work, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, look, I, I think I think this is a really good idea. What, how do you stand on cats in government? Because obviously there is Larry. Are you not a cat person? You see, I love cats, but if I had to come down between cats and dogs, I'm a dog person. Because essentially, and this I'd love to claim is my joke, but it's not. It's it's a Jack D riff, which I've always loved. Is that the difference between cats and dogs? Is that a dog will follow you around your house, whatever you're doing, you're putting up paintings on the wall or you're just doing some DIY and the dog just stares at you and just goes you are bloody brilliant I love you whereas you're doing the same thing with a cat cats going for fuck's sake that's uneven you know cats yeah, are wankers yeah. unless suddenly suddenly you're going to feed them and then they're like round your toes oh, and stuff yeah. so no I mean I admire cats but they're not but I love dogs yeah I mean technically we should have cats as diplomats because yeah. they'd be more hard hitting so possibly I'm, I'm not averse because again I'm, I'm, I'm not in here as an I know everything government. No, yeah? of course. And and so with some discussion with the Foreign Office, I might be open to a joint cat dog coalition. Uh, foreign of, Foreign Office coalition. No, there's you know different ministerial roles. You can have the dog the, as the foreign the secretary. And the, yeah, the undersecretary. Yeah, the undersecretary. There's the the sort of uh, the, the 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 sort of details need to go to the cats. Let's yes, send... I suppose so. If you look at the the, the the there was a moment in the Foreign Office where Boris Johnson was Foreign Secretary, and uh, what's his name. Uh, the one we're all supposed to like, the Tory we like. Rory Stewart. Rory Stewart, you know, who's got a messiah complex, but did write a great book, was the sort of details man. And, yeah, so maybe Rory Stewart could be the cat minister. Uh, yeah, I think that's And it. Boris Johnson, but that's... My dog is so much more intelligent than Boris Johnson. That's the problem. <laughs> but there you go. But, yeah, I like that. Going in the enthusiasm of a dog to begin with, to start negotiations is probably quite a good place to yeah, be. Yeah, uh, I have to say, my dog Fitzgerald has very little enthusiasm. Really? That's what I like about him. He's because Labrador's normally a kind of like idiots. You know, yes. they're, they're kind of lovable idiots. Might no, he's smarter than that. Okay. There's a hint of cat. There might have been a cat. some sort of cat violation in his family. Down the generations line. back, yeah. Well, Prime Minister, thank you very much for that. I think they That's are... No problem uh, at all. So he'd probably be the first politician since Caligula who's appointed an, an animal to office, so... I think the guy record. from Argentina appointed might do or, it, though. Do you reckon? Well, yeah, he's got... You know, yes, have you seen the, this? the Argentinian but guy. Yeah. Yeah. It, was, it was his dead dog that told him to run, wasn't it? Well, his, his dead no, dog, who he's had cloned. His, no, oh. his, that was... Yeah, and uh, weirdly, I just watched a documentary on... Uh, do you remember The Son of Sam? You probably don't remember this, but Berkowitz, he was a very famous serial killer in New York in the 1970s, and he used to go around and shooting lovers in their cars and he blamed it all he was called the son of sam because he blamed it all his his very sweet when he was arrested they they showed pictures of litchi i mean labradors are sweet but black labradors at least are a bit goth bit cool yeah you know golden retrievers just look like fucking idiots don't yeah. they yeah and his, uh, his golden retriever was just like oh and he was going he made me do it and he claimed his golden retriever was a thousand year old dog that was telling him to go and shoot people and you see the dog was going i have no idea what he's saying but i love him <laughs> <laughs> yeah this new argentinian guy um he uh takes advice from his dogs yeah there you go well i could yeah. tell that and he waves also, a chainsaw around that. i could tell that he also looks like the bass player from slade i mean it's just quite astonishing <laughs> he could be one a former goth maybe he looks like no, he could it's be. not a chance he was a goth no 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 Even with Absolutely. the makeup, no, 100%. He looked like a member of what I loved about David Bowie. I was a massive David Bowie fan who is, in a sense, if you really want to go back to birth, birth of goths, is Ziggy Stardust is a very early goth thing, but that's too much to discuss at the moment. But when he was the Spiders from Mars, it was him and Mitt Ronson who were both into the wearing the glam stuff and the makeup. And then he had two other people, Woody Woodmansey and Trevor Boulder. I think one was from, they were from the north and they were. Frankly, session musicians. These yeah. were not gentlemen that came down to London to wear tight 
spangly outfits, a lot of mascara, and indulge in homoerotic rock. And so I, I kind of I see him from that field. I think yeah. he was probably in the Spiders from Mars, escaped from that, suddenly thought, fuck it, I'll listen to my dog and become president of Argentina. But he still has... With the hair and stuff, remnants of that era. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's clearly absolutely batshit, isn't he? He's batshit and brilliant. I mean, it's odd. If you actually drill down, if you ignore his insane appearances and you ignore any photograph of him or anything about <laughs> him, he's a sort of interesting libertarian. Yeah. And yeah. he has a couple of things which in my... Weirdest moments, I think, not too bad an idea. He's also not as mad as Liz Truss because even that, though that's, he's that's what's funny. even though he's come out with all these sort of crazy ideas of yeah. all of these departments he wants to get rid of, he's actually like spoken to the IMF, spoken to yes. Sale, saying this is how we're going to go do stuff. This is how we're going to do he's it. Got Can the I just say that's just so brilliant, and that's part of our problem. So immediately, so that's the other thing. I will ban the Daily Mail from tomorrow because <laughs> the Daily Mail immediately, like front page, look at this loony wants the Malvinas back and stuff. And you go, this you didn't say anything about Liz Truss. I mean, that's, that's all anyone abroad ever has to do. Whenever we slag them off, they should just have a photograph of Liz Truss and hold yeah. it up. And then if that fails, just <laughs> drop it. And there's Boris Johnson. Yeah. And then if that fails before it, it's Theresa May. And then if that, but you know where I'm going. But, yeah. And well, never show a photo of me there because my, 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 you're going to be, be a huge success this premiership. I think be. I can't see what's going to go wrong. I'm on day one. Am I, have I been fired? No. <laughs> <laughs> Three more days and I've outlasted uh, Liz Truss. Prime Minister Dom Jolly, I'm thank you very Prime much. Minister. No, I don't want to be here. You know, oh, I am Prime yeah, Minister. Yeah, you are Prime Minister. Oh, you're thanking me. Yeah, thank you very much. Shit, I thought this was some fever dream. I am. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Brilliant. Vote for me. Oh, you have. Excellent. Breaking news. Due to a revolt in Parliament against the current Prime Minister for really quite obvious reasons, the United Kingdom is still looking for a new leader to run the country. I Am Prime Minister is a viral try production. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter and YouTube at IAMPM. PM.